Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goal. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. So there's a show on Showtime called Couples Therapy. I don't know if you've ever watched it. And I only watched seasons one and two, so don't okay. season three for me. Okay, yeah. And, I, and so I wanted to hear your thoughts on that show. But one of the really interesting things, so, and I highly advocate for anybody out there that has any couple's questions, is scared of therapy, to watch the show because it's just wonderful. It's like a beautiful human exploration. Um, but anyway, in the show, the show starts pre-pandemic. And as the first season starts to wrap up, the pandemic starts. And so they move to more of a virtual format. And season two is all pandemic. And so in your practice, what sort of you know relationship or sexual dysfunction issues have you seen unravel during this time of, of high stress and social isolation? And how have you been able to help your clients through Zoom medicine? Yeah. Great question. One, I love the show. I think she's, uh, she does an amazing job. I think it's a great, uh, kind of dip your toe in what is therapy? What should we expect kind of thing? It also, I love that it shows her getting supervision from a supervisor. I don't think many people are aware that we as clinicians often, um, do consult with other clinicians about cases. And there's a lot that kind of goes into understanding what we're bringing into the room as well as our clients. And I think that that show does a nice job of, um, showing that as well. So I'm happy you brought this show up. Um, but yeah, the pandemic, uh, So a lot of things, right? Like people were supposed to stay at home and some people, their homes were not safe. Their homes were with their abusers, uh, their sexual abusers. And so it created issues there. Um, Some people thought, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to be in the same room next to each other. We're going to have sex all the time. And it flattened the energy for sex. So um, I think a variety of different things happened to couples um, in terms of my ability to help them. It was really interesting. I had some people, um, couples or individuals who it was terrible, right? Like one, we had bad internet connection or it just felt like, okay, there's a screen between us. And um, this is kind of the energy of the room and our like connection is hard to read. And then I had other couples who were on their couch. They were in their PJs. They were drinking out of their favorite mug. They were super relaxed. And within one to two sessions were telling me things that I don't think I would have ever gotten out of them in an office setting. Um, and so that was really fascinating to me to see how people responded differently being in different environments. And some people were pretty like conscious of it, of like, yeah, it's weird. I don't get my walk to your office beforehand, so it's hard to prep for these, or I, I don't get in the mindset for them. Whereas other people are like, yeah, it's great. I jump from one thing to the next, and here you are, and it's so convenient, and it's easy for me, and I don't have to think about anything. Um, so that was probably the best thing. Can you hear my dog in the background? It's cool. And, and I feel like that like is, is one of the tough things about delivering zoom medical therapy is the distractions that people have, you know, the, 
in that show, they have kids that pop up on the screen when they're trying to talk about their sexual relationships. I mean, it's just, it must've been so challenging to work during that time, but also very powerful. Well, so the power of it comes from like, like I'm a marriage and family therapist. I'm a systemic thinker. So when you get just one person in the room and it's your office, you're only seeing them in a certain environment. When you get one person or five people in the background, or you're seeing different things, you're collecting so much information about them. And, um, the story just gets deeper and deeper for what you're creating in terms of your understanding of them and helping them to understand different things. Um, so it was kind of nice to point out like things in their background or people popping in or their dog. Like I had, I learned things about clients that I didn't know and didn't think to ask while in the office setting. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the power was. And yes, lots of distractions, lots of things. I noticed like, um, my own like clinical work, having to be more direct or call clients out. Like I could see them checking their email or doing certain things. They were totally <laughs> focused. And so I had to bring them back in, which in person you don't necessarily have to do. Um, and so that was a challenge just in terms of my own comfort of calling certain people out, like during a work day saying, Hey, you're not supposed to be checking your email, like focus on yourself here. Um, which felt weird, but I got over it. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, I would say uh, just to nerd out here for one minute, Jackie, you know, like, yeah, dur during pandemic time, I mean, hormones definitely are at risk, right? When we go through a stressful state, we've talked about the cortisol steel concept where you have this big box and on one end of the pathway, your hormones can go towards stress hormones, which help to keep you alive and have valuable survival mechanisms. But those same hormones through different enzymes can be converted into our sex hormones. So if we're super stressed and we're shunting all of our cholesterol down to the cortisol side, the other end of our spectrum, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone is starved. And so we're unable to physiologically make enough of those hormones and therefore power our, you know, sexual desire or practices. So I would imagine that that's been a, a medical side of the pandemic that's impacted people, but back, yeah. But also, I mean, taking that into consideration, there's also just like body movement, right? Like people who typically were walking into their office or at least getting to their car, driving, walking, doing some form of movement, were now sitting for much longer. They're more sedentary. And to your point about stress and ten tension, right? Like a lot of people hold tension in their pelvic floor, in their jaw. There's a lot of connection all within that. Um, and so that is impacting people's ability to be able to reach orgasm or not, or different pleasures. Um, so yeah, physical side of things was very interesting to watch shift as well. Jackie B. All right. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Doc Monk, but I think we might be time to step away for a moment and take a, a hot break here. It's been a hot time. episode. So we it's got been a hot episode. A hot and break. there's, yeah. there's, there's more questions coming. Natasha, you got to strap in. There's just, it's just Ready. hot seat. All right. Well, <laughs> Everyone, you've been here with, we've been talking to Natasha Strait of the Better You Institute. We will be back just after these quick messages. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. 
I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to maximalbeing.com rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBean.com Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. It is I, Jackie P. I'm back with Doc Mock, the master of calf muscles <laughs> of the Southeast. And we've been chatting with Natasha Strait with basically on a myriad of topics. And I, I can tell you right now, I can guarantee you the topics are just going to get broader uh, because we are now in the question and answer part of the the, the show, the show. Is this a show? Podcast? Um, it's a show. Episode? Oh, it's a show. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a show. <clears throat> so we get the easy ones out the way, Natasha. So the <laughs> first one is, uh, what is your favorite exercise? And also, since you are in the uh, mental health space, you can also answer that with a mental health exercise. I was going to take the liberty of doing that. So. Yes, do my caveat here, I was like, I read that question and I thought, hmm, that's probably not what they're looking for, given kind of their background and what they're going for, but I'm going to do it anyway. So yeah, I think the my favorite exercise, and I'm obviously biased, but it's therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, exercising vulnerability and your brain in that way. Um, but that's kind of a like catch-all, I would say, within therapy or within mental health and um, relational health, my favorite check or my favorite exercise is check-ins. Um, so check-ins with yourself, check-ins with your partner, check-in with any loved one. Um, how are we? What's your highs this week? What's your lows this week? Um, what do we want to work on moving forward? What did we really like that we can celebrate this uh, month or whatever? Um, but I think checking in is really important. That may be my favorite answer to that question. I think so as well. I actually really, really enjoy that. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, Second question. And uh, also please take all the liberties you want, girl. Uh, (laughs) What is the, uh, the, the strangest uh, diet you've heard or heard of or been on? So the strangest one I've been on, I'll admit it. Um, and it's not, I don't think it's strange. It's a cra- it's like a fad diet right now, mm-hmm. right? But um, it's keto. I did it before my wedding to drop quick pounds. So I'll admit to that. Yeah. No shame in that. No shame, no shame in the no. game. No. The uh, have actually, and this is going to broach another question. Have you heard of any, has anyone ever came into your office and said like, hey, like I heard you've got to eat I'll tell you something. Okay, so I'm Caribbean, right? So Jamaicans, right? Not calling out Jamaicans, but it's in the songs. Guinness, I, right? Peanuts, right? Red Bull. And like, there's, there's like the, the, the sex concoction, right? I want to know, one, is there a real sex concoction? And two, have you ever heard of any interesting, you know, song coming with like, oh, this is like my sex concoction. Like, this is how I get down. 
Yeah. I don't know. I think this is more of a Doc Mock question. (laughs) (laughs) There are a number of nutraceuticals that can impact your hormones. That's for sure. And, and aphrodisiacs, I think elevate your serotonin, but. Yeah, but I don't know how much it actually like impacts that. The hormone issue and gut health, absolutely, right? Like mm-hmm. um, cortisol levels, serotonins, all of that. Um, but those, it's not like you're going to eat some pineapple and then that day you're going to have the best tasting cum. Like, <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> Is that true? I don't know. No? Yeah, I don't know if there's science out there. Take, it takes a while to get med. there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in expecting like I'm eating it today because I have a hot date tonight kind of thing. And it just doesn't work oh, like that, that unfortunately. Um, oh, that's unfortunate. Sorry, every single like person I talked to in college. Or whatever. We, ru- we ruined I heard lives. that so much in college. Yeah. Maxwell <laughs> being ruining people's nights. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So if you believe it and you preach it loud enough, then maybe it will work. That's fair. That's fair. Or, you know, sometimes placebo effect, right? Like if it gives you that confidence just to, you know, be you and and do your thing, you know, that's, that's also, that's all rocks. Uh, Next question. Uh, What is your favorite health book? Yeah. Uh, So this one also probably isn't along the lines of what you guys were maybe thinking, but um, it's the book, what happened to you by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey. Hmm. Um, it's about I'm have to write that down. Um, oftentimes people say what's wrong with you and they reframed it to what, what happened to you. So kind of drawing on empathy and understanding wow. people are the way that they are and they're responding the way that they're responding because of their history and what happened to them. Um, so it's a trauma informed book. Uh, I think you would like it dark mock in terms of there's some science behind it. It goes into like brain activity and different things like that. Um, but I, I recommend it to everyone. I think it's such a good book because when we hear the word trauma, we think like the sexual abuse, the physical abuse, emotional abuse, like the really deep ones, but traumas can be something as small as like an empty love bid when a child goes to say, I love you. And the parent doesn't hear it or they miss something. Um, and you know, you don't know, but that tings the, that child or a, a missed hug or something of that nature that we don't necessarily think is traumas, but they certainly impact us. And this book, I think does a great job at talking about that. And as you get into adulthood, how that may impact you mentally, physically, relationally, all of the things. So, um, it's a great book. Highly awesome. recommend. So two great things that just happened. Well, one great thing. Natasha, you're the very first person on the show that I can remember, Doc Mock, correct me wrong, who said a book and Doc Mock hasn't read it and took a pen and paper to write it down. Yep. So <laughs> I don't know if we're handing out trophies, but you're going to yeah, get I feel there, like there's you some trophies. Them. You're going to get some trophies for your fans. <laughs> uh, two, also, uh, I think that's very interesting. And I think it's something we didn't touch on. So we've definitely got to bring you back, but I have, my son is three, almost three and a half. And basically raising him has like made me really, really dissect the things I say to him or to my wife or just basically, right. Cause he's, he's listening to everything. And uh, it's just, it's very interesting. Like how every, how, as like a parent you try, it's everything that you do and everything that you're not doing makes an impact. And 
I mean, frankly, it's scary as hell, but it's just interesting, like, to think about that. So I always make sure that, like, I, you know, I love them. I kiss them. I mean, I, I mean, I smother them. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to create another problem, <laughs> like, but, um, <laughs> but it's just, it's just very interesting that, like, you know, something that some folks don't realize is like things that we're not doing makes a big impact as well. Yeah, absolutely. The things yeah. that we miss or the things we don't say are actually sending very big messages. And that kind of circles back to what I was originally saying about sexual messaging. When we don't talk about sex, that is sending a large message about the value or the placement of sex and sexuality. Um, but to your point about raising kids, I always say to clients and family members, whomever, like, you're going to mess your kid up in one way or another. It's just a matter of like, what level are you going <laughs> to give them some type of thing? Um, and I don't think it's about, cause I think, especially now you see parents who are so anxious about messing their kid up or saying the right thing or doing the right thing. And they're so on top of it. You get the snowplow parents or all of these things, but I think it's less about um, preventing these things from happening and more about how you show up after something mm. Because you can't predict how your children or how you are going to uh, react to a certain experience or circumstance. Um, and you're going to kill yourself if you try to predict that. And so it's less about, I think, preventing it and more about how are you responding to it, which is kind of opposite of my mentality. Usually, usually I'm like, let's be proactive, like do the psychoeducation, read the books and um, go see your doctor for this, even if it's not like on your mind or whatever, like, um, but in this instance, I think it's um, healthier to be responsive when something comes up and work through it with them. That's that's a very that's a very good point. Uh, interesting point. Yeah, uh, I think we're we're running out of time, so we're gonna do rapid. And let's Doc Mock have any questions? Just cut in, but we're gonna go we're gonna go rapid here. Yeah. Um, so, uh, first first thing, uh, uh, and and this one might be a longer answer, but uh, someone asked, okay, social media has it has it been is it better or worse? for all the above mental health sexual health you know like is it is it per, is it helping or hurting in your opinion yes and no and okay that's yeah yeah i know yeah it's nuanced <laughs> right <laughs> yeah um i mean if you think about like the neurochemistry behind it it's probably not helping because there's addiction that's building up and things like that. If you think about it from a social aspect, people who have social anxiety, but they can put themselves out there, it's great. But from like um, a bullying aspect, because people are now behind a screen, there's less vulnerability when you're doing the bullying. It's a bad thing. So um, I think depending on how you're looking at it, which topic you're trying to tease out, if it's bad or good, um, is hard to say. Um, yeah, that's a complicated. Okay. Yeah, complicated. we'll say that for when you come back. Okay. Uh, here, here's a question. How, how do I broach kink to my partner? Sure. Um, so I think 
having an open conversation, using I statements, owning your own desires, wants, needs, and also being cognizant that your partner is going to have an experience to your wants, needs, um, or a reaction to those and being empathetic to that and creating space for them to have an emotional response to that. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's something bad or wrong with you. It just means that when two people have certain conversations that are typically like, um, higher emotionally driven that they're going to have their own experiences. Um, and I think to prefacing and saying like, this is something I want to explore. Um, I'm not totally in, I'm not totally out. Um, but I would like for you to come in with an open mind to that. Are you in that headspace? Can you do that? And if the person says no, pause the conversation, don't have it. Wait until that person is in a good headspace to also be receptive to what you're about to ask of them or, um, share with them. That's a good answer. Um, that was like, okay. Uh, I asked that question compatibility. Oh, um, do you, have you seen in your experience, um, if people that were in a closed relationship and then try to make it, uh, I guess an open or prowling hammer side, I want to make sure I'm using the right term, uh, have you seen success for people, for folks uh, in that in that space, I suppose? Yeah, um, I think a big question to ask is why you're doing it. So if you're doing it to escape something within your relationship or fix something within your relationship that you're hoping to do outside of your primary relationship, probably not the best solution. Um, but if it's something that you got into a monogamous relationship over the different conversations or over the years you started to realize um, yourself or your partner started to kind of come into themselves and the two of you decided that, oh, wait, or not decided, but even just had a realization of like, hey, this is who we are. This is something that we want to add on and it's going to be a great bonus to our relationship. Let's try it and let's set it up where we are having open conversation. We know where each one of us is. Um, there's a lot of books out there like Poly 101, different things um, that you can certainly look up because you do want to have a good base and make sure that both partners are on the same page with everything. But absolutely, if you have a good baseline for and um, a solid foundation in the primary relationship and you both are on the same page of why we're doing this as an addition, not as a fix or a solution to something, absolutely. It could be really rewarding. Jackie, is this your way of saying you want to do other podcasts? Uh, well, <laughs> I didn't want to say it now, but, you know, on, you know, <laughs> it's all about open communication. What I've learned so far is about, you know, being a friend and, you know, Dr. Mock, are you in the mental space to talk about that right now? <laughs> oh, always for you, buddy. Oh, uh, I love yeah. you. Yeah, back at uh, <laughs> Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all. But did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. 
To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, I take omega-3s every night, and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the Zenwise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. Okay, I've got a couple more. Uh, so one, uh, <laughs> this is pretty a good, funny one. So do you watch Friends? I have. Okay, do you know the whole we were on a break ongoing joke with Ross and Rachel? Okay, whose side are you on? (laughs) That that is a legitimate question someone said to me. I just want to know. Uh, I don't know. Um, I forget who did the what. So, Rachel. So Rachel and Ross, right, did the, you know, well, they won't, they folks. And uh, they were together and then they were on a break. I forgot what the argument was. Uh, and then while they were on a break from the relationship, Ross slept with uh, someone, another a person. I don't know. I don't know the show that well. So uh, and then the, for the rest of the show, it comes up. We were on a break. And it's like an ongoing joke. Yeah. Um, so if they were working with me as a couples therapist prior to the break, they would have set rules and they would be on the same page. Mm. About the breakup. <laughs> it seems like they did not have a couples therapist telling them what the rules were. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's hard, but I would say I'm probably on Ross's side. For the record, I, I would be too, because like I said, there were no rules of engagement. So you can't break a rule that never existed, but you know, yeah. so Cool. Thank you. I'm glad we're on the same side because I feel like, yes. Um, uh, oh, okay. So this is another one. Is there something, do you believe, or are there exercises or things that two people in a relationship or multiple, if they're in a polyamorous, can do individually that makes them stronger in the relationship? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, individual therapy is huge. Knowing yourself again, knowing what you're bringing to the table. Um, and then on a sexual side of things, knowing your body, um, again, you're in, uh, control of your own pleasure kind of thing. And so if you know what turns you on, what doesn't turn you on, what your yums, yucks are, um, and you can come to your partner, um, with conviction or with um, asserting those things. Uh, people, adults, don't like to guess. They don't like to feel like they're at a loss of direction and things like that. So on both sides of things, sexually or relationally, um, knowing who you are and being able to direct in that and um, ask for what you need is, I think, super important. So, Okay. Cool. So, you know, you got to know yourself. It's it's back to the you know uh, what do you say like when you're 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 taking pleasure right you're not the other person's responsible not to give pleasure yes, you know? yeah I learn you know I'm a layman but I learn I listen I'm learning um, for sure uh, 
and also I didn't ch- fact check the statistic, but you hear all the time, only 50% of marriages last, right? I, I don't know if that's like a real statistic. It might be. It was 50 when I was in grad school, but that okay. was, so it may change. Oh. Um, so this is, this is also a layered question. So uh, if that, you know, if it was 52%, right. Do you feel that the increase of uh, divorces and separations are because of the change in the culture right uh you know back in the very you know man went to work and you know like you know that whole culture like the change in evolution do you feel like that is a big contribution uh to that oh yeah and i also think i i I don't know the statistics but i think that they'll start going down um because where we used to marry for convenience you would marry the person down the street or um your mom's best friend's nephew whatever um now we're actually marrying for love and commitment and so you're seeing people get married for different reasons you're also seeing people get married a little bit later on in life and um kind of going back to knowing who you are I can like if I got married when I was 22 um, versus now in my 30s, like I'm more solid in who I am and what I bring to the table. Um, So, yeah, I think culturally way back when, again, women were meant to be seen, not heard. And then you kind of get into birth control coming out, women being in the workforce, having different options um, and learning new things about themselves um, into now like marriage for love and commitment. So I I do think culturally you're going to see shifts in marriage based on that. Absolutely. Isn't it, this is just an aside. Isn't it crazy that all of these things have happened like within the last 50, 60, yeah. 70 years. Sure. This is, that like just blows my mind. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the field of psychology itself is not that old, um, which is also kind of crazy. So, yeah. Okay. So I have another question and this one is graphic. So anyone listening with anyone under the age of 18, please yeah. earmuff them or mute for the next, I don't know, two minutes. Uh, but someone had a question about volume of uh, volume, right? I don't need to go from there. Right? <laughs> this is the whole uncomfortable thing about Ejaculate. sex, right? Like I can even say it, right? Yeah. Uh, volume, right? Uh, and uh, it's either a lot or like not. I told, I mean, I told him like you should probably go see a doctor. But uh, uh, like, is is there? Is, should there be a concern in volume, like, or is it just like your is that your body basically? Yeah, from my perspective, no. Um, I do know that there's some research, and this is, I, again, my perspective. I think Doc Mock will probably have a different or a better answer. Um, I think the only shift is like when you're dehydrated. So, like a night after drinking the next morning, the, well, I'll say it, the ejaculate um, is much thicker. Um, but in terms of like what it's made up of or the volume of it, not necessarily. And actually, um, there's different exercises that you can do to like keep the semen in so that men can have multiple orgasms. Um, so volume, no, I don't think it's important. It's not something that you should be worried about if it's more or less than the typical. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say like, also, if you're concerned, you can do a home test to analyze your sperm counts, your, the thickness, the pH of your, um, semen. Um, so if you want to really like be more objective about it, that's probably a good way to do it. But, you know, a lot of the composition of your ejaculate is actually produced by glands other than your testes. It's by these glands that kind of exist around your reproductive organs. 
And like you said, depending upon how much fluids you've had, if you've had a lot of vegetables, that may change the color, the consistency, the texture. Um, so I would say that get a good sperm count, you know, because you may not produce a lot of volume of ejaculate, but you may have a lot of, you know, sperm within that ejaculate and therefore not have a huge issue with conceiving a child. Um, so, so get a sperm count, see your urologist. Yeah. Something too, to be aware of that, um, I don't think a lot of people are in heterosexual relationships. Um, so semen is actually the more basic, whereas women's vaginal areas and, um, are more acidic and it can throw off the pH. So women oftentimes when they're starting to have sex without a condom with a new partner experience bacterial vaginismus or yeast infections, it throws off their pH. Um, so that's something to just kind of be aware of that. Um, it's not like an STI or anything like that. It's just, it's a new partner and your body parts are trying to get used to each other and, um, balance out. Um, that's and your, and your vagina has a, a microbiome in and of itself. And so does your skin. So, you know, keeping those things healthy with all the things that we've talked about previously with your gut microbiome are also important. Yep. All right. Because we, we have run out of time. I have one last question for you, but you know, you permitting, we'd love to have you back because you Agreed. said something about multiple male orgasms. And I just opened a whole nother chapter of questions <laughs> that we're just gonna have to have a side conversation. Of. Um, but I want to just say uh, in your experience, right. And I know this is probably, there's not like a one size fits all, like, what would you say is something boiled down that like, like someone should like, I guess people in relationships should work more on like what would you say something a very most a very common i, I want to say issue but just something to say hey you know what i see this a lot and this is a common pitfall and just be aware of it like is there like one or two there that you see more than others 100 communication okay um open communication owning your own stuff not like um there's a researcher john gottman uh world-renowned has broken it down into like four basic, um, bad communication. He calls them four horsemen. Um, but really trying to negate those and hone in on like I statements and vulnerability validation, um, showing compassion, empathy, things like that. Yeah. Um, with good communication, anything is possible, but when you don't have good communication, you experience blocks in almost everything. Great. Good communication anything's possible. I think we have that Jackie. I think we communicate pretty well. I, th I think we, I think we communicate pretty well as well. Yeah. Great. I would love to see that think and turn into it. I know we communicate. <laughs> I, I know I we feel do. and I've experienced fantastic communication with you. Jackie. I just didn't want to be hyper masculine, you know? <laughs> and just yeah. Cool. Where can people find you, Natasha, if they want to interact with you or get help from you? Yeah. So our office is located downtown Philadelphia. Um, we also do telehealth. We are actually trying to get licensed in Florida for Great. some health stuff. Um, there's a few other states that some of our clinicians are trying to also get 
license in New Jersey is one of them. Um, so yeah, if you go to thebetteryouinstitute.com and it's all spelled out, so it's Y-O-U versus like just the letter U. Um, all of our contact information is there. Or you can email us or call our intake line. You'll get Callie. She's lovely. She's our intake specialist. Um, and she'll spend some time with you and talk with you um, and see how we can help and try to get you scheduled if that's what you guys decide is best for you. I highly advocate all of you check that out. Um, definitely hit the subscribe button, the like, and leave a comment that helps all of us and all of our wonderful guests to get their words out, our words out. Um, Jackie, I, I don't know. Everybody must be sitting at home making kombucha these days because I've yeah. been all I've been doing is writing fitness plans and the kombucha course just kombucha keeps course. growing and growing. So um, you can check that out at maximalbeing.com. If you have a question for myself, Jackie P, or any of our wonderful guests, email us at team at maximalbeing.com. And as always, I'm, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here with Jackie P and Natasha Strait, and we are here to maximize your health. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.